How's it going, everybody? It's your boy, Davey, on everything, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we got a bit of a special segment, maybe something new that we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to test it out and see how it works, but um, basically what you're going to be watching today, this is going to be an episode of the podcast, but we're calling it the uh, Everything is Broken solo show. So this uh, podcast is called the Everything is Broken podcast. I'm Davey on everything, and this is this solo show. Welcome. That's kind of what the intro, I think, is going to be. Uh, I just came up with this, you know, today basically, so we're going to see how it goes. Um, And yeah, obviously Dan is not here, but if we carry on with the solo shows, you know, Dan's going to have his own segments, I'm going to have my own segments, and we're going to be going kind of back and forth, hopefully. It's a little bit harder for Dan because uh, the the setup here is at my house, and I live a good distance from him anyways. It's not like a super convenient thing for him to do. So we're going to try and work that in there, but um, see how it goes. All right, guys. So the first order of business that we're going to be going through today is um, a new format of the show. Not just this solo show bullshit, but um, a new way that we're going to be presenting the podcast. So kind of the idea is we love doing the hour, uh, one hour long podcast or plus if we can make it happen. But um as far as YouTube goes and getting people to come out and stay tuned, it's pretty hard um, in the position that we're we are in because, you know, we're not known people. We don't have a consistent audience. People aren't coming out to watch us uh, week after week. So, the re- the the time the retention time of time of people coming out and watching it is you know a, f- a fraction of what the full episode is and a fraction of what it could be. So. We've been dabbling with the idea of the idea of going to about twenty some minute episodes and doing them more frequently throughout the week. So say we film a one hour episode, uh, we can, you know, kind of split it up into three episodes and um then put them out uh, a few days apart, a couple days apart, whatever whatever we figure works best. <clears throat> so that's kind of what we're we're playing with the idea of doing of doing that, and that'll probably be our next three episodes after this are going to be like that. So let me know if that works for you guys. Give it a shot. I think it'll be, um, I think it'll be much better because we're not bombarding you with a whole one hour episode right off the hop. We're hitting you with a 20 minute episode, which is much more manageable than one hour. And then in a couple of days, we'll hit you with another 20 minute episode and we can still hit some funny bullshit and talk about some topics, but it's not going to be this long stretch where you have to kind of block out a section of time to listen to us. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing down the pipeline, at least for um, an episode or two, give it a shot, right? So that's kind of the updates of um, of where the show is headed. So we're going to have the solo show like this, which you're watching right now. It's going to be, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes as well. And then we're going to have the uh, normal Everything is Broken podcast with Danny and Dave or with uh, Davey and Dan or Dan and Davey, whatever you want to say. So we're looking forward to making changes. We're going to be filming an episode of the normal podcast coming up here this weekend. And hopefully I can get that out by early next week. Um, I, if you follow the show, you know that I have a little bit more time on my hands now because I no longer have a full-time job for the time being anyways. Um, I'm sure that's going to change uh, coming up here soon. But uh, for now, yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting. So I'm going to just try and put out more and more content. And we're getting really big into putting out TikTok content. 
uh, clipping up our uh, episodes and putting them on TikTok. Um, I enjoy doing that, and I think it kind of gets um, gives people a chance just to watch a little bit. So you don't have to watch a whole episode. Although we would love if you watch the whole episode, we're not gonna um, force your hand into it. So if you go check out our TikTok, you can go and watch segments of the show, one minute, two minute um, episodes or clips. All right, guys. So I think um, we're gonna run with that. I'm gonna get into a few different little topics. Top. Ugh. I'm gonna get into a few little topics here. Some things that. Um, some things that, I don't know, I just wrote down some ideas. I figured just to get the ball rolling on this uh, solo show, we can get into a few of these things. So uh, here we go. So I just saw on the news, although I know we don't trust the news, I, I just saw an article about uh, flip phones making a comeback. So that's kind of crazy. Never in my wildest dreams would I thought that flip phones would be coming back because honestly, like the utility is very basic. You only got phone calls and basic text messaging. But basically the uh, article was saying that some of Gem Z, anyways, they are kind of caught up in the idea of, um, you know, they're realizing that the the phones and the apps and the social media and everything is kind of really fucking them up. It's fucking us up. It's fucking me up. So you know, some some Gen Zers are are um, some Gen Zers are taking uh, some action with that, and they're they're just buying basic flip phones just so they can have um, contact with their friends and family, make phone calls and text messages. I think that's really fucking cool. I love the idea. Um, I would do the same, except I have a million excuses not to. So that's that's it. Uh, I would love to just be able to not uh, have a whole bunch of different, um, whole bunch of different bullshit coming in and out all the time, twenty four seven on my phone. It's really f- pretty fucking annoying. But uh, unfortunately, I do a lot of the, um, the some of the, a lot of the things I enjoy um, really benefit from the smartphone. So. I don't know. I'm kind of caught in between the idea of just like abandoning having a smartphone and um, switching back myself. But I don't know. It's kind of like even this stuff, even doing the podcast and even doing the, um, you know, my little online business, like having a smartphone makes everything so much easier. And it's, um, you know, you're able to do so much more. So I think um, also GPS is fucking handy to have. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to, uh, I guess I could have multiple different devices again, like back in the day, I'd have a phone, I'd have to get an iPod, I'd have to get a fucking GPS and mount it onto my windshield and all that bullshit, so uh, I don't know boys, that doesn't really fucking appeal to me to get all these devices back into my pockets when I have one device that does them all, but see that's what I'm saying, I'm on the fence about this bullshit because, oh my god, it's so annoying having... um. I guess one solution is get the fuck off social media, just have pages for my business and for the podcast and stuff. But truthfully, I don't really use my personal social media so much. I'm mostly just using these um, these pages for the podcast so I can, uh, uh, for the podcast and my business, you know, I like to read all the shit talking comments um, on TikTok and I like to be able to promote my little business as well. So I know you can make an argument that I don't need a smartphone to do all that. For sure you could. And um, I think a lot of it is just I do have some kind of dependency on the fucking thing, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to... Something I've been contemplating for a couple years now. But I don't have the balls to um, make the jump. So if I could grow a pair, that would be fantastic. Anybody has some balls they can lend me. I would love to um, try it out. What else we got? The biggest... 
probably the biggest news that have has uh, been out in the last few days is the uh, the uh, Bud Light uh, the new Bud Light campaign. So if you haven't seen that, it's basically hold on. Should I get another light on here, boys? One sec. I feel like there's a shadow on my face. The new Bud Light campaign has been a total flop on their end. Although, fuck, the light already went out. <sighs> Anyways, the new the new Bud Light campaign has been a huge flop on their end. It's been uh, pretty devastating to their brand and to their company in general. Anheuser Busch has taken a taken a good hit as well, which is the parent company of Bud Light. I just don't understand why the fuck they thought that was going to be a successful successful marketing campaign because the demographic of people that are buying Bud Light are uh, not the same kind of people that are, you know, out here uh, virtue signaling for um, uh, the LGBTQ plus communities. I'm not really understanding the um, where they thought that was going to take them because that's just as... The two just don't go hand in hand. So they got all these angry Bud Light drinkers and just people in general because people do like to make us think about things, even if they don't drink Bud Light um, or Anheuser-Busch uh, brands. But the fact is um, they were trying to do some, bring in, Bud Light was trying to bring in a certain, you know, a new crowd of people to try and hit a new target audience, which would have been young people, specifically people that are just turning 19 or if you're in America, 21. And um, I can see from that angle where they were going with it, but you had to know it wasn't going to play out. So I think, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't know her name, but the VP of Bud Light, some kind of uh, position, high position executive in Bud Light, kind of explained it in that way. But what they didn't realize is that the reason that if any, if, if Bud Light isn't selling beer like they used to, the reason isn't the demographic. It's actually probably because you know, there's so many more options for beer out there now. You don't have to just buy this, the plain old domestics like uh, like you did back in back in the day. There's so many craft beers, and there's everybody's gonna coming out with their own uh, pseudo unique taste or flavor. And there's like unlimited brands of beer now. So we don't, you know, there's not just five kinds of beers. Obviously, that kind of takes some of the market away from Anheuser Busch. And um, maybe their beer doesn't sell like it used to. And maybe that's the reason why Bud Light um, has been, I don't know if they're struggling, but maybe they've noticed a dip in sales. Maybe that's the reason. It's also not like a a beer that everybody credits for having the best flavor or the best ingredients. So like, I think maybe that's uh, probably closer to (laughs) what's going on with Bud Light. But uh, yeah, go ahead and uh, pander to a small audience of Bud Light drinkers, and this is the result. It's the classic thing. I don't. I, I feel like at some point companies are gonna have to realize that, um, uh, you know, going, putting out these um, virtue signals isn't going to make them money. So I don't know, boys. That's just my thoughts on it. Um. I mean, I couldn't give a fuck about Bud Light or Anheuser-Busch in general. So, you know, I drink beer and I probably drink some of their products because they're a massive beer conglomerate. So I definitely do partake in probably some of their products. Uh, You know, this podcast, we only really drink Coors Light, which I believe is a separate company, but it doesn't really fucking matter to us anyways. Here at the Everything is Broken podcast, we're going to continue to drink beer and we're not going to let these things stop us. But um, 
I think it's just a good lesson to be learned for other companies as well. Before you go woke, uh, figure out if you want to go broke first. All right, what else we got? What else we got? Um, I'm not a huge, huge country guy. Never really have been. You know, I frequented the, I frequented the country bars when I was a young man. And, uh, you know, I picked up some songs here or there. And I do like a couple specific country artists. Kind of a Luke Combs kind of guy. You know, he, uh, the guy can make a fucking ballad. He can sing a song. So I do appreciate his music. But uh, lately, um, you know, Morgan Wallen released an album. It's like 30-some songs. It's long as fuck. It's um, full of bangers, though. I'm not going to lie. I've been putting that shit on repeat for the last uh, couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, it's fucking good, man. If you haven't checked out the album, go ahead and check it out. A lot of songs on there you might enjoy. So um, I more or less recently gone on dating apps uh, for the first time in, you know, four years probably. Shit really hasn't changed since then. It's equally as fucked as it was back then. Um, it's a hostile fucking environment. No, I'm just joking. But dating apps are shit and they're terrible. And um, I hate that I'm on them. But I'm on Bumble and I'm on Hinge. And uh, I'll tell you this much. You know, I'm not some unique um, one-off, broke-the-mold kind of guy myself. I'm pretty average-looking white dude from Canada with probably many similar interests as other average-looking white dudes from Canada. But, um, you know, the girls on these uh, profiles, it's kind of crazy to me because I would say like 60 or plus percent of the profiles are the identical person or damn near close. Like, they all have the very... They all were, like, cut from the same mold. And it's fucking pretty annoying, honestly, because you're basically just swiping through the same profile over and over and over again. And it uh, gets pretty old, I'll tell you that. Um, I haven't, um, I've yet to meet anybody, of course. I've yet to have a date from any of these um, dating apps, but I've been swiping. And maybe one day it'll happen. But, um, yeah, man, the dating app, <laughs> it's like, if you look at the information of dating apps, like what's the percentage of what, it's just flooded with about a million dudes that are just swiping on everything. And then you got a small percentage of girls that are just swiping on a small percentage of men. So it's honestly, it's just a big pit of blackness that your profile will probably get lost in and swipe through. Um, you know, not that I haven't gotten matches. I've gotten quite a few matches and that's not a brag because it's probably also not that hard. But uh, it's funny. The, the funniest part about it is um, when I was on dating apps, I was on dating apps from like, you know, 20 to, you know, off and on from 20 to 27, right? And year after year, you know, I would get off them like because I would have a girlfriend or I'd meet someone and I would get back on them because we break up. And then, you know, the cycle is on and on and on and on and on. But now I'm back on the cycle. Um, every time I would get back on the dating apps, I would see there, there was always like a handful of girls that were always on those dating apps constantly. Like no matter what point in my life I got on them, those girls would also be there and they would still be looking for love. Then I realized I am the male equivalent to those girls. Like I'm the guy that you probably keep seeing for the last decade over and over again on Tinder. So yeah, that kind of broke my heart a little bit to, to, to come to that conclusion that I'm that same, I'm doing the same shit that they're doing. Nobody loves me and I'm going to be alone and forever on Tinder. So 
Guys, if you uh, have any single cousins that are over the age of um, 18 and they're looking for an average-looking white dude from Canada to hitch, let me know. I could use some help over here. So please, 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 I'm begging you to give this old boy a chance at love. Give me a hand. Give me some help. But uh, no, I try not to. Um, I try not to spend too much time on them because it's honestly just like I said, it's a black hole of energy and time. And uh, you'll talk to someone for, you know, a day or two days. And um, you know, if you try to make the next step to go out with them, usually it's a flake or a ghost or something. Maybe it's me. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me know in the comments. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm the problem. And maybe I'm the reason. Maybe this isn't even happening to anyone else. Maybe it's just this, maybe it's just happening to me. I'm just coming to this uh, conclusion, to this realization right now that maybe I'm the problem. Why I can't meet anybody on dating apps. Maybe I'm doing it all wrong. If anybody has a course that they can recommend for me, I will take it. Because maybe I'm the one that needs help. So, But still, if you have any single cousins, let me know, boys. Because I'm looking to uh, get married and have 14 kids. I feel like um, it's really hard to pull off jokes, even if they're my same shitty jokes that I always make. It's hard as fuck to pull off jokes when there's nobody to to receive it. You know, there's no one there to take take the joke and tell me if it's funny or not. I'm just kind of staring into the eye of the camera, and um, I don't know. This is a lot harder than doing a uh, duo show, but. I probably could have picked up someone from downtown, someone or one of my neighbors or something. Like, come on and sit with me, have a conversation, and uh, let's let, let's make this less of a piece of shit, piece of content. Um, that's actually not a bad idea. I should just start meeting people downtown, welcoming them into my house, and having them talk to me on the podcast for 20, 25 minutes, you know? Give them a little snack and some lemonade and send them on their way. Might be something I have to start doing. Because uh, I don't know if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm built to sit here alone. Let me know if I'm doing a terrible job. Probably doing a terrible job. That's okay though. Um, even like even right now, I can just feel like myself rambling on about nothing. If you don't know, I live in a pretty sketchy neighborhood, and um, you know it's not sketchy as in uh, gang shit or you know it's you know organized crime or some shit like that. It's sketchy in the sense that everybody's on welfare, and there's um. A lot of crackheads walking around. It's sketchy in that way. So it's not like dangerous, but it's just kind of gross and shitty. And, uh, you know, my neighbors, I got a neighbor. He's a good guy. He owns a house. He rents to basically welfare cases. And, um, you know, he tries to give him a hand, give him, give him, um, give him a helping hand by providing them with a decent place to live for, uh, you know, I think the rent's probably pretty fucking cheap. I'm not 100% sure. But yeah, these people, man, it's insane all day. So I've been off work, right? So I'm home all day. And these people are also home all day. So it's just kind of a, a game of tag between them and I opening the door and smoking. <laughs> like they'll go out and have a dart and then I'll pop my door out. And when I come out, they go back in. And when they, you know what I mean? So I saw a, like they, so... I'll preface by saying these people already struggle to pay for their uh, utilities and rent and blah, blah, blah. They're already already struggling to do that. 
they got a couple kids. Uh, I think it's just the dad at this point. Um, I don't know their full anthology. I don't know what the fuck's going on in their lives, but they always have people kind of coming in and out of that place. So, but uh, the other day, a truck, a delivery truck pulled up, and it was from Easy Home. Um, and it was from Easy Home. And Easy Home is a place where you can like lease televisions and lease sofas, and you know, like you're basically. Um, it's basically you can rent a, you know, you can lease a TV. It's a payment plan for like a hundred weeks. It'll be like a fucking three or four year plan where you pay monthly and they gouge you with interest. But if you can't afford to buy something outright and you don't have credit cards because you're a bum or whatever reason, you can go there and you can, um, you know, you can lease these things. So, you know, you can lease a television, right? And in 104 weeks, it's yours. And you probably paid about four times the cost of that television. So uh, an easy home truck pulls up in front of my neighbor's house. Now, earlier I noticed that the they had an old bed frame out front with a really shitty mattress out front in the garbage. So that means that they were throwing out a mattress for their kid, I would imagine. And they were upgrading. So when the easy home truck pulled up, I was like, oh, great. Like these people have no idea that they're not going to get a dollar of this lease. They're not going to get one single payment from these people. The mattress is going to be fucked. I'm sure you can't resell it. And um, these people don't care because they don't give a fuck about their credit or they don't give a fuck about, uh, you know, owing money or um, not paying people back. So I saw them deliver a brand new twin mattress, which is good because the kid probably appreciates having a real mattress. And all I could think about is, damn, dude, like that's a free mattress for that guy. Like he's not going to fucking, he's not going to pay for that thing. You might get one or two payments out of him and then he's going to be screening your calls for the next four years. You can throw him into um, collections and you would never see a dime of that money. So the guy's not going to be working anytime soon. He's not going to have wages to garnish. I don't know if they wait, if they garnish welfare checks, but maybe that's what happens for him. And uh, it's just the kind of thing you knew um, that the reason they went with Easy Home is because they couldn't um, afford to buy a mattress outright, which is sad for the child. But at the same time, like your dad is standing at ho- staying at home all day just smoking cigarettes out the front door. So uh, I don't really have any sympathy for them, honestly, as harsh as that sounds. But already, guys, so I've kind of been rambling on for the last 25, 30 minutes or whatever and I really hope that this came out half decent. A couple little segments, a little couple little stories that I put out there for you. I don't know. We're going to find out how this works. <clears throat> but I think it'll get better as time goes, this solo show, I mean. Because I would like to continue to con- uh, put out content as as of as I have the time to do so now. And I, um, I would like to, to, to do some solo show episodes like this again. And I'll probably maybe do another one coming up. But the... Um, the real podcast episode will be coming out um, probably early next week. So that'll be with me and Dan and I again. And we're going to do that. And again, I'll probably end up push, I'll probably end up putting uh, maybe two or three episodes out next week instead of just the one instead of just the one long episode because we're going to give that format a try. But uh, let us know if you think that's going to work. Throw some words down in the comment section for me. Anyways, guys, that's the end of this episode. This is episode number one of the Everything is Broken solo show. Today, starring Davey on everything. Thank you so much for coming out and watching. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.
Big cheese, all the sun in my jacket. Work hard and I'm changing my bracket. Talk tough, we ain't hear that racket. Dots came in, you know how to stack it. Take it wrong, but I'ma need my ends though. I got tigers on my chest like Kenzo. Rail came, yeah, he putting that Benz though. Carol's here, man, you know he stay tento. Big dog, man, you know I ain't worried. Bent up, so I'm talking real slurry. Got a blast, bro, I'm always in a hurry. Big trick, shit, furry like curry. Take a yerky, ain't know he stay passed up. You don't catch him late night, do you ass up? No punk real, how to put it, eat class up. They like, X, nigga, how you take the fast route? 2018, it was me and Big